Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wit Glass Unfiltered. I'm your host, Courtney Huntington. This is episode 19, and boy, do I have a treat for you. I am super excited about this. Um, I'm recording this in the early evening, so I'm drinking a glass of wine instead of a cup of coffee because it's way too late for me to be drinking caffeine. And that is really fitting because... In this episode, I am treating you to my first ever public performance of one of my poems. Now, this is a lengthy poem, and I decided to lead with it because I thought that on its own, it could fill up a podcast episode. So I'm really excited. Uh, I'll be posting the text of the poem simultaneously on the blog, um, along with the the podcast episode. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, Also, I mentioned in the last episode an artist by the name of Lex Land. And uh, since recording that episode, I've decided that what I would like to try to do is get her on the show. I would love to do an interview with her. So if any of you happen to know how to get in touch with Lexland, I would appreciate a referral from you. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get a hold of her and uh, do a little interview with her about her album and some of her uh, new projects um, because she has some things that are coming up that I've looked into and I'm excited about coming out. I, I don't really know what they're going to be exactly. I don't know that I'm going to like them as much as I've liked her previous material, but uh, I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to to finding out what she's going to produce. Uh, now, I've been promising you poetry, right? And I don't want to let you down. I don't want to go back on uh, on my promise to provide both uh poetry criticism, literary criticism for poetry, and original poetry. And so today for you, I have an original poem that has never been published in any form, anywhere, ever. Uh, The poem is, oh, it it originated uh, over 10 years ago, I think, um, and reached its final form uh, about two years or so ago. Um, I, I, it's actually one of several poems that I have collected in a chapbook uh, that I have not yet actually published. I've been, been working on some of those details, and um, I'm excited now to be, uh, to be getting closer to the end of that process. But uh, now I, I have a poem for you. I'll tell you the title, and then I'm going to read it. This will be a live performance. This is not a pre-recorded performance of the poem. This is a live recording, and you have my word that this is a true wit glass unfiltered episode. I am about to start reading this poem, and when I start reading this poem, I intend to read the poem all the way through to its conclusion... And I intend for that to be the episode. I don't intend to record it a second time if I happen to mess up a little bit. 
This is a Witglass unfiltered live recording of the performance of this poem. The poem is titled Long Ago. And here it is now. I loved a lady long ago. In white, she walked the weary road that wound around the bleary bend beside the river, right beside the rapid rolling river bound by bracken, burned and blackened by the flames that found it, crowned it, cracked and charred it, breezed around it, climbing, clamoring, laying claim to lively little lower limbs of trees that stood nearby, in stands that stood the test of time and tears that trickled, trembled, clear and free, as fickle as the fears that rest in battered breasts, these fallen crests of years ago, so long ago, that crumble, tumble, falling forward, tailing toward the mere remembrance of those things long past that rumble on and on and ever on, careers that end before begun, and loves that end when one is done, though two are not, and those unbroken, taken, shaken, made to bend and stretch and crack and die because they chose to stay intent on purity, secure in their commitment to their chosen one. So unrepenting, unrelenting, sure of what, of whom they honor, clarion, declare supreme, and carry on their minds, their hearts, their heads, their molded badges, marks and emblems, symbols, written in a kind of rhyme and rhythm, simple system, stark in contrast to the cold, conditioned, fine-precisioned, complex, man-made system, sage tradition, which has ruled the battle lines of faith and hope and charity, and aged itself the bastion of Berea's gain, the victor's train, the lion's mane, and held the reins of life, of death, and still remains intact, though straining, struggling as it melds with modern modes of marketing and tries to keep command by silencing the dumb, oppressing thumbs, suppressing them that cry and hold, despite the pressure to succumb. Ever on, into the future full of unknown knights who know that now is when the call to arms is called, for all who pull the plow, push the sow, pluck the hen, who harvest harried, hardened heads of wheat and other grains they grind, to give supply to those in need, who Heedless of the fleet of workday warriors working well, reply their self-sufficiency, which future days will show for what it's worth, in all its dearth, so empty, void, and vacuous, always secure and rapturous, so full of mirth, because it's never seen a test, a trial, true temptation, never been without its comforts, lavishly displayed in piles placed by princes, paupers, gadabouts, and simple wise men who foresee the need to save and scrimp and set a store aside for days when workers shirk their worthy deeds, and neighbors plead for their continued strides on their behalf because they see what they refused to see before, while those who saw return home to their fields to plant their hay to gee and haw, to see and saw the raw and unadulterated elements of homes and houses, shirts and blouses all untucked and flying, flapping, evidence that bills and cents won't pay the rent or call a wall into existence, since the town around has fallen down as much in head and heart as infrastructure, and the sounds still heard of timbers tumbling onto beds and chairs and tables all unstable, like the social system, roads and networks, trains and boatworks, iron bridgeworks, levees, dikes and waterways, designed for easing pain, 
creating gain and soothing strain and for encouraging the free and endless flow, the interchange of information or ideas that can help a culture grow and thrive, not just survive. And, and when the minds are disconnected from the weave of wills whose crafted quilts of faded fabric line the streets, all torn and tattered, then the still, the quiet, intervenes and fills the scene with broken dreams and silent screams that die and slowly settle as the cool, serene reality resolves. The sun is high, the day is long, and Bessie waits to feel the snap of rains again as many friends who still remain begin the waltz, the reel, the jig, the dance of life that never ends, but always on and ever on and on and on. It steps and stumbles, bumbles, and the dancers start to mumble that the lawn they once thought much too humble, much too bland, has all the grace and charm a sight should have to host the feet that felt the marble floors of palaces not long ago, with salve to soothe the tender toes that trapes outdoors now on the lawn. Remembrance fading of those grander times as tender tears trail slowly down their cheeks and disappear like gloves and hats and cummerbunds, those pale reminders of a better time that lie beneath the lower limbs of towering trees, still tender from the fire that found them high and dry, encouraged by a balmy breeze and kindled by a solitary spark soon sharing solidarity with fans of flame, their light encroaching on the dark, a widening wall and growing call to bands of bracken, all around the rugged, rough, and rolling river, winding by the slow and sleepy road where once my lady love walked dressed in white so very long ago. And that is the end. Again, the name of the poem is Long Ago. I will have it listed on the blog portion, the posts portion of the website. There will be a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, I won't list the text of the poem in the show notes itself, but I'll include the link to the, the blog post that contains the text there. Um, I, I really hope that you've enjoyed it. I would love to hear some feedback from you. Um, I, I have a stockpile of poetry like this. Uh, some of it I, I've actually written uh, music for. I doubt that I'll ever sing it for you um, because most of the songs are uh, sort of private affairs. I don't mean intimate affairs or anything like that, but... Um, my, my music to date has not been for public consumption. I, I'm far more interested at this point in the, the words, the lyrics. Um, and there's a reason for that. Uh, it, I'll talk about this at some later point uh, when I talk about some of the musicians and poets that, um, that I think are really significant uh, in the 20th and 21st centuries, particularly uh, including those who have produced what we might call musical poetry. Uh, and and the, the concept is that 
the words of the songs are what drive the meaning of the song. And uh, I know that there's an awful lot of music theory surrounding that statement I've just made, including some controversy. But from my perspective, I want the focus to be on the words and the meaning conveyed by the words themselves. Um, and I think it's more suited to, to the Glass unfiltered um, mood to, to do it this way. So I, I'm excited. I hope that you enjoyed this first poem. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading some others for you. This is the longest poem of mine by far. So in the future, I probably won't have a single poem as a centerpiece of a uh, wit glass unfiltered episode. But uh, si since I've been promising the poetry and wanting to put it up on the website for you, I and thinking about the length of this poem, I thought that this would be the perfect way to share this poem with you and to introduce you to my poetry in general. Um, okay, coming up next week, I feel like I have to reiterate that even though you have now gotten five episodes this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you should not expect to receive five episodes every week. It, it is simply unlikely to happen. Having said that, maybe I will produce more. Now that I've got the workflow down and I feel like I've got uh, some, some pieces in place that help make the process easier, smoother, and perhaps most importantly, faster, uh, maybe I'll be able to produce five episodes a week. And I, I do feel like there is so much to talk about that if I only record two or three episodes a week, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to come anywhere close to saying all of the, the things that I'd like to say in the podcast. So uh, I may give you more than uh, two or three episodes again next week. But don't expect more than two or three episodes. And um, if you get more than two or three episodes, well, good for you. This has been a very short episode after two or three somewhat longer episodes. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm uh, cutting you short this week. Um, not just because of the number of episodes, but... If you average out the length of each episode, it's going to come out to roughly 20 to 30 minutes per episode, maybe closer to 30 per episode. And I feel like, uh, like I've done my job by you in, um, in that way. So again, the title of the poem is Long Ago, and I'll have that linked for you. If you know anything about anyone connected to Lex Land. I would love to hear from you because I definitely want to get Lex Land on the show. Um, she would be my first guest if I can pull this off. So, um, so hopefully I'll have that. Hopefully I'll have um, have her on the show soon, and we'll get to hear about some of her uh, her projects that are in the works. 
Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for being with me for this episode and for the entire week. The next episode is another big milestone. It is episode 20. So um, the next episode, which hopefully will be coming out Monday, so you've only got to wait a couple more days without an episode, will be episode 20. And uh, I'm excited about what I have lined up for that show. So come back. Don't miss it. Uh, I think you're really going to like it. Have a great weekend. Thanks again.